0: Welcome to Chowder and Grits, the podcast for Virginia Tech and ACC sports. I'm Justin Kociola flying solo today. Got some uh, comments put in by Tim, but uh, yeah, we're just going to look at West Virginia today. The West Virginia, Virginia Tech preview, uh, a huge game for the Hokies, especially as uh, this is the first time that they have hosted the Mountaineers in Blacksburg since 2004. So Uh, gonna bring you a little bit of a preview it's gonna be kind of a uh, short and sweet episode but wanted to be sure that uh, you know we got something to you um, today so uh, actually we're we're going to be en route uh, at various times to Blacksburg so we're looking forward to getting back it'll be my first game back since uh, since 2019 so and I believe that was against ODU so not as uh, exciting of a matchup but uh yeah this one this one's got my blood pumping so You know, as I said, first matchup between the two schools in Blacksburg since 2004, third matchup since 2017, which was at FedEx, and of course the matchup in Morgantown last year that saw the Black Diamond Trophy end up in the Mountaineers' hands. So, you know, growing up a Virginia Tech fan, there weren't many games that got my blood pumping like this one. Maybe Miami back in the day when... You know Miami and Virginia Tech were were fighting for Big East supremacy, and you know maybe at times depending on where they were at in the season, a, a national championship you know type of hopeful type of year. But West Virginia, man, it, it was just straight up just disdain for each other and for one another, and that's uh, that's returned in favor by by Mountaineer fans as well. So uh, it really is uh, the true sense of a rivalry. Uh, one that I'm excited to uh, to see back at Blacksburg, and it's going to be my first time at a Virginia Tech uh, West Virginia game, so I'm I'm amped about that. So let's look into it a little bit. Mountaineers are currently one and two. They've got losses to Pitt and an overtime loss to Kansas uh, to open the season. They did beat Towson. I don't know, like something like 65 to seven or something, but FCS opponent. They've got a pretty good offense. And looking at that offense right now, you know, they've got a new offensive coordinator in Graham Harrell. And if you're wondering where you've heard that name before, former Packer great, first off. Of course, he was the backup to Aaron Rodgers. But you probably remember him from Texas Tech. And he was a guy who threw for tons and tons of yards uh, back for the Red Raiders. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember which era specifically, but he uh, he was definitely in the, uh, I want to say he was in the Mike Leach regime, maybe, maybe not, but either way, he's got this offense looking pretty good, uh, despite the slow start record-wise. You know, they've got JT Daniels, who's the new quarterback, uh, he transferred him from Georgia, originally was at USC. Right now they rank 14th in yards per game, they're averaging almost 510 yards per game, They're 11th in points per game at 46, and they have a top 30 rushing and passing uh, offense, uh, averaging almost 300 yards of the air and over 200 on the ground. So they've got a lot going for them in a positive direction offensively. They're also converting 54% of their third downs. So it's really kind of, I don't know, an oil meets water type of matchup when uh, you're looking at these two teams, especially when you look at what Virginia Tech's been doing defensively and where West Virginia is offensively. Looking at the Hokies defensively, they're currently third nationally on third downs, uh, allowing 17% uh, conversion rate. So that's pretty good. Uh, it will be by far, their toughest test of the season, however, you know, ODU not necessarily a stalwart offensively. Uh, you know, if you remember that game, not that I want you to. I want you to move past that, but if we want to take a trip down memory lane, what happened for Westford or for Old Dominion there was the the big turning point in that game was the uh, the snap on the field goal. They returned it for a touchdown. It really kind of flipped that game on its head. That was a 10-point swing. They only scored one offensive touchdown. Uh, Look at the BC game. One offensive touchdown. And then if you look at the Wofford game, also one offensive touchdown. Uh, That was the first touchdown that Wofford allowed or uh, um, scored all season, but it was against uh, primarily reserves there for the Hokies defense. So... Take it with a grain of salt. I think um, you know what you can say about those three matchups is they're not exactly uh, the most uh, challenging offensive opponents. You look at Boston College, you would think, oh, good offensive line, good good rushing attack. Uh, you know they got a good quarterback, they got say Flowers a receiver. Well, you know this year probably have one of the worst offensive lines in the country, if not the ACC. So um, some things are still working themselves out. I think you know it's definitely promising what Virginia Tech has done, but uh, you know, going up against West Virginia, we just went over the offensive numbers. The majority of that offensive line returns. You know, Doug Nestor also on that offensive line. Uh, if you were paying attention to Twitter over the last couple of days, you saw that West Virginia used Nestor to uh, showcase their their uniform selection for the game. I wonder why they went with Nestor. Hmm. I don't know. Can't, I can't think of any reason why they would have chosen him. Um, but it's, uh, it's going to be a very good barometer for us fans about whether or not this defense is a contender, a pretender, or somewhere in between. Um, and we, we should have a pretty good idea of that, uh, after Thursday night's game. Looking at offensive personnel here, uh, you know, I think one of the things Uh, to keep an eye on is Caleb Smith. So Caleb Smith left that Wofford game with an injury. It was in kind of the collarbone range. Uh, It's not broken, you know, and it sounds pretty promising if you listen to Brent Pry in press conferences um, this week that it sounds like he's probably leaning towards playing, which is good. Uh, The other thing of interest here, a a little sway in messaging, something to watch, still not overly... Uh, optimistic comments, but around Malachi Thomas, you know we've been hearing week to week. Now he's a game time decision on Thursday night, and although Pry said, you know it's it's going to be a stretch for him to play, I think hearing game time decision gives you a little bit of hope there. And I think, you know we haven't seen Malachi Thomas this year. He showed flashes. He had some really nice performances last year as a true freshman. Um, and you know, I think when you look at the Virginia Tech rushing offense right now, which we'll talk about in a second, um, it it really needs some stability. And I think you know, pairing Thomas with Keyshawn King, um, the revamped Keyshawn King, I think you know that tandem could be something to watch. Is it that thunder and lightning that we've been that we've been missing for probably almost a decade now um, when it comes to the running back position? Uh, King will be back. He didn't play against Wofford. That was uh, for precautionary reasons. He was good to go. And uh, just something else to point out, Colbeck. some people are wondering where he's been. He has shown up on special teams a couple times. He, I think he's played like one snap or something offensively, but he is now officially listed on the depth chart at kick returner. So um, I think if you look at what Price said around Beck, it's that he had a lot of rust. He hadn't played football in a little bit. Uh, so they were trying to work him back in, but hey, if we can get the ball into Colbeck's hands, you know, that's going to be something to watch. The dude's got a lot of speed, so um, hopefully we can uh, see him return a kick or two on uh, <clears throat> on Thursday. Jumping over to keys to the game. You know, I think it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry, kind of like it always is for Virginia Tech. Offensively, you're just hoping they don't make mistakes. You're hoping they protect the football. They run some kind of consistent program, so Starting with protective football, I think, you know, obviously Grant Wells got off to a rough start week one, four picks. But over the last two games, he's done a much better job, and it's something that he's going to have to do on Thursday night if Virginia Tech wants to beat West Virginia. You know, if you look at the game last year, two very different teams, two very different offenses, so there's really not much to take last year. But if you look at how the game went, what happened? <clears throat> Tech got down to a 14 nothing deficit almost immediately, and then from that point on, uh, you know, won the game, 21 to, I don't know, 13 or something, and really played a dominant second half, but it was too little too late. They almost, uh, they pulled the game out in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter, but but came up short. That can't happen this week. It can't happen this year. You know, this offense doesn't have the firepower to get into a shootout, at least we'd assume they they don't. We haven't seen them score more than 30 points this season, and that includes a a matchup against a a pretty bad Wofford team at the FCS level. And, you know, I think if you look at that Wofford game, which we didn't hit on to start this, you know, it it, was is it going to spark a lot of excitement with how Virginia Tech played in that game offensively? No, but if you look at how they called the game, I think what they were primarily focused on was getting guys into a rhythm as much as possible. I think they took maybe one or two shots down the field. They weren't necessarily focused on that. I think if they wanted that, it was there. What they were trying to do was get guys into a rhythm, familiar with the offense, going through their sets, and uh, really trying to you know, build some kind of consistency. We saw the offensive line play pretty much the entire game. Leads you to the next point. They have to have a consistent rushing attack. Virginia Tech overall just has not rushed the ball very well. And, you know, whether it's a a big loss or a a snap that resulted in a number of rushing yards lost. you can take all that out. They're still in the lower third uh, overall as far as team rushing goes. Keyshawn King, I mean, he's only had four snaps since week one. So we don't know, you know, what we're going to get out of him uh, consistently. You know, we want to see a consistent performance out of somebody. You look at the Boston College game, he broke off a 65-yard touchdown run. He had three carries for negative one yards after that, and then he left with the injury. So, you know, he's definitely got that that breaker, uh, that speed, that X factor that you're looking for. Uh, but really what this offense needs is a rushing game that can keep the offense on the field, that can open up the passing attack. And right now, defenses just don't have to to worry about it, especially when King's not on the field. Um, Maybe if you add in King and Malachi Thomas, it's a different story. That's kind of to be determined because we haven't seen it yet. But um, I think if you're a Hokies fan, you know they have to step it up from a rushing attack. The offensive line now has three games under their belt. So it's it's kind of time. And, I, I mean, that is the matchup to watch in this game is in the trenches. The Virginia Tech offensive line is going up against a I mean what should be a fairly solid defensive line for West Virginia. Now, they've had their challenges throughout the year. Like they they pretty much got manhandled against Kansas, which you know, I don't I don't know what to think of Kansas right now. They're 3-0. Are they the Kansas of old? Maybe, maybe not. Either way, they beat West Virginia in overtime and and they handled a pretty good defensive line. The X-factor on that defensive line and really of their entire defense is Dante Stills. Likely going to be a first or second day pick in the NFL draft, but like I said, they have shown vulnerability this year. Virginia Tech doesn't necessarily even have to dominate on the offensive line, but they can't get dominated because if they get dominated, you mix that in with a a very uh, capable West Virginia offense, it's going to make for a long night. And then my last and final key to the game is uh, is the defense, obviously. I mean, that's what this program is now. I think that's what Brent Pry is trying to build is a dominant uh, defense. And that's what they've been. Now, have they played offensive stal- stalwarts? No, they haven't. But, you know, I think what you're looking for from this defense is, one, not to overreact. You know, if, if they give up a big play, if they – allow a couple of big, big plays, a couple of touchdowns, maybe two touchdowns for the first time this season, you know, I think that's okay. You know, what we need out of the defense is consistency, slow this offense down, keep the offense on the field, and then hopefully Virginia Tech's offense can keep the Virginia Tech defense off the field. Um, but if you take the Towson game out for West Virginia, their defense was giving up 400 yards per game to both Pitt and Kansas, and allowed a combined 93 points. Statistically, if you look at West Virginia, where they rank in total defense right now, it's 41st. Now, how can you rank 41st when you played two games against Power 5 teams, allowed, on average, over 400 yards per game and 93 points, and then... You had an FCS opponent in there somewhere. So right now it's just a glamour statistic. I don't think the West Virginia defense is really that good. They've had a couple of injuries in the back end. They've had some inconsistent linebacker play. They've got good pieces. Don't get me wrong. But is it a unit that should, you know, terrify Virginia Tech fans that it's just going to shut up, shut down this offense? No, I think the bigger fear is is the Virginia Tech offense going to shut itself down, or is it going to be able to get out of this Kind of early season rut that it's in. So I do fully expect Tech to play good team defense. They use a lot of different guys to create a lot of different looks. Um, You know, we haven't seen them blitz a ton. They haven't needed to. They've been going up against kind of subpar offensive lines. So I think that's something to watch is, you know, how much are they blitzing uh, throughout the game? How much pressure are they trying to put on JT Daniels? And I suspect that they'll come out very aggressively. But I think the key is. You know how does West Virginia handle that, and then how do you adapt the game plan based around however they're they're responding? So, um, kind of wrapping up some comments here. I did I did want to get some uh, some input from Tim. So Tim sent me some thoughts on the game. Uh, his prediction is twenty four seventeen Mountaineers. So that's a pretty pretty common Tim prediction. I think I don't I don't think you should be surprised to. To hear that because it's not that he's being negative but it's you know cautiously optimistic um I think his biggest concern is around that offensive and and defensive line matchup and uh it's it's you know Virginia Tech really right now is still in a prove it scenario so um I, I totally kind of get where he's he's coming from there from my standpoint you know if you look at the line West Virginia opened as a two and a half point favorite it's down to one and a half over under is sitting at 15 and a half. So, I mean, about what I'd expect for total points in this game, it feels right. Um, I would say that probably leans in favor of Virginia Tech. If they can, you know, if, if it's a 30, if it's 15 and a half, that means you're you're holding West Virginia most likely, hopefully to less than 30 points unless you get blown out. Um, and this really is a toss up game and it's going to come down to two things. One, it's going to identify which unit is more elite. Is West Virginia's offense more elite? Or is Virginia Tech's defense more elite? You know, it's to be determined because we've seen the Mountaineer defense look really bad, and we've seen the Virginia Tech defense look really good. We've seen the Virginia Tech offense look really bad to mediocre at best, and then we've seen the West Virginia offense look and perform. At an elite level. So, you know, something's got to give in this game. And even if the Hokies defense really does play well, it doesn't mean they're going to win the game. It's going to come down to offensive consistency for the Hokies. They have to figure out how to move the ball more consistently, sustain drives, keep the defense off the field for long periods of time. And they're going to have to find a way to win. It doesn't have to be pretty, but they have to build off of that Wofford game. And what do I mean by that? Like, you know, it's Wofford. Well, what do we talk about going to that Wofford game? Who is going to emerge from this receiver position? And I think that's what we saw out of Christian Moss. I mean, he he came from off the radar. He played a, a great game. You know, what can he do against West Virginia? We saw Jaden Blue get in on the action, you know, playing with a, with a heavy heart after his, his father passed away. And, you know, if, if he can bring that kind of, you know, consistency to the offense especially in the passing game. you should start to feel pretty good about some of the other names they have behind those guys like Dwayne lofton and then obviously Caleb Smith playing this week is is very important with um, with the injury he's going through so there's some there's some reasons to be a little bit more optimistic offensively. It, it feels like some guys are starting to kind of get their uh, their feet wet a little bit and a little bit more comfortable in the offense. They're getting Keyshawn King back. We don't have to worry about him not playing. Nick Gallo. you know, he's been kind of a security blanket on this offense uh, from a receiving standpoint. He's been targeted a lot. Uh, has pretty sure hands. Is he gonna, you know, break the top off the off off the defense? No, but um, it's important to have those, you know, those security blankets, those outlets that a quarterback can trust and go to. And then you you add in a guy like Connor Blomberg you know, the the Hokies have some nice pieces there on, on offense. It's just about putting it all together. So the other thing I wanted to mention here, and I don't want to overlook this, West Virginia has just been unable to close out games this year. You know, they had Pitt on the ropes, and they throw an interception that's returned for a touchdown. They take Kansas to overtime. They throw an interception that's returned for a touchdown. That's how they lost both of those games. And when the game has been on the line, when they've been close, they haven't gotten the play out of JT Daniels to win. And they've lost those games. And so I don't think you can lose sight of that. You know, is Neil Brown on the hot seat? Absolutely, yes. And I think if um, you're Neil Brown, you know you have to win this football game. And so there's going to be a little bit of desperation there on the sideline, not to say he's going to get canned if they do lose this football game, but, you know, you start the season one and three, uh, losing to Pitt, Kansas, and, you know, uh, a rebuilding Virginia Tech, that's going to be tough to uh, to sit with uh, in your fan base. So don't lose sight of that. It, I feel like West Virginia's playing with a, a little bit more than um, just the rivalry here. I feel like the coaches may be coaching for their job, and, uh, they, they need to get consistent down the stretch. So it's important that you know this game is tight, and I think it will be tight down the stretch. It very well could come down to the last possession. And as far as my pick, I mean, there's no way I'm picking West Virginia in this game. First time in Lane Stadium since 2004. You got Brent Pry. new era in Hokies football. Took care of business in his first game at Lane Stadium against Boston College. That was, that was a nice step forward. Being a rival, no matter how good or bad they are or what their record is, at night on Thursday, that used to be Virginia Tech's night. That was their day. Nobody came into Blacksburg and beat Virginia Tech on Thursday night. Now, that was for a period of time. There, there's been a period of time where that happens quite quite a bit, actually. But new era, new focus. Virginia Tech gets the job done. They start riding the ship at home. They beat West Virginia. It's going to be a close game, though. I, I, I kind of feel like I just keep landing on 28-24 as the final. Um, I'll probably go 27-24. I think uh, there's probably going to be a couple of field goals mixed in there. Um, but I think Virginia Tech's defense plays a good game. Uh, they control the game hopefully make a big play or two that puts this offense in a really good situation to win. You know, maybe we see a little bit of uh, special teams get in on the action. Um, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. But one thing I do know is Lane stadium is going to be on fire on Thursday night. It's going to be absolutely lit. I'm recording the game because I want to watch the entrance just on repeat. Um, and it's one of those games where I don't want to find it on YouTube in like five years and think back to it and think, well, God, you know, one of the electric entrants, but man, they lost the game. we got to start changing that, and I think it starts changing with this matchup against West Virginia. That's what I've got. Thanks for listening. We'll be back to you next week with our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, and just one final thing, be sure to listen, subscribe, leave us a rating. Uh, look for us at the game. We'll be there, walking around, probably in the RV lot tailgating, having a good time, probably throwing back a few beers. All to absolutely lose our minds inside of Lane Stadium to watch Virginia Tech regain possession of the Black Diamond Trophy. That's all we got. See you guys later. Go Hokies, beat West Virginia, and we'll talk to you guys next week.